Be excellent. Be excellent in all you do. Focus on adding value, and I promise you, your family, relationships, your career, your business, it'll take care of itself. Be gracious. Be kind. Practice humility and service to others. Success is really the result of adding high value to the world. What burdens can you lift for others? What real problems can you solve? What opportunities can you exploit? Focus on that and I promise you, everyone around you will benefit from your upgrade. Hey y'all, welcome to the Transformation Podcast, episode 20, Help Please Fix My Boss. I'm your host Cassidy, founder of K Green and Company, Project and Change Management Solutions. The Transformation Podcast is a coaching, training, and development platform of the K Green and Company Transformation Academy. The Academy itself is a global program focused on personal, professional, leadership, organizational, and spiritual development. And because K Green and Company's Transformation Academy is focused on holistic development, development of the whole person for success in life and in business the transformation podcast releases coaching training and development programming each week to help you upgrade in all of these areas and if you've been listening to the podcast in chronological order you know that we're nearing the end of the winners win series however you know that if i'm in the middle of a series and i'm either asked to or am led to speak on a topic that people seem to need a coaching perspective on i will pause the series as i'm doing right now and drop an episode or several episodes to get the time sensitive message to you. So let's get straight into today's talk. So over the years, I've led hundreds of people through hundreds of changes, but I also supervise various teams and employees in different organizations. I've had my share of interesting, exceptional and average supervisors. And overall, I've been pretty lucky and graced to have really awesome supervisors. And they've been awesome for different reasons and average for other reasons. But what makes me an awesome supervisor aren't necessarily always things that people appreciate and can make people feel both supported and uncomfortable in the very same moment. Yet because of my unique project and change management leadership role, I've experienced the gamut of bosses or supervisors, whichever term you identify with, who are cowards, bullies, cheerleaders, champions, incredible influencers, both positive and negative, verbally abrasive and abusive, insecure and inadequate, nice but super ineffective, indifferent to the point that you aren't sure how they feel about anything, much less their recommended direction or feedback on a matter. I've seen others who compete with their employees because they can't make the leadership transition from the knowledge domain or subject matter expert into becoming the influencer facilitator of innovation, problem solving and opportunity exploitation. I've also seen the young or new supervisor who actually wakes up with a decade or more of supervisor experience yet have not made the leap from the friend kind of boss that is focused on being liked and connected with employees that are that they don't realize is actually quite self-sabotaging. And because they aren't garnering the respect that they should from these same employees, they're equally limiting their employees by not being honest about their employees areas of needed growth and development. And people may not realize how much these things actually come to light in the midst of a project and change. But I see it on the sidelines every day as I watch supervisors try to navigate things like receiving development opportunities to actually lead projects to build their own credibility and visibility. And while this is important, what they miss is that executive leadership and organizational perspective that they're actually being assessed 
and what's actually their ability to lead. And I'll explain what I mean by that in just a minute. So in today's episode, I'm going to make three specific points. And those are what organizations need from bosses or supervisors, what employees wish their bosses knew, and my development tips for you employees for which I am giving this confession on your behalf. But a word of caution, when I get to my last point for you employees for whom you identify with the confessions that I make on your behalf, You're going to have to decide if you yourself are ready to grow today because I have work for you to do on you, not your boss. So get ready and know that I'm coaching you from a place of love as I always have and I always will. So what organizations are looking for in bosses or supervisors? So your executives and organizations are looking for leaders who can get things done through their staff and other people by exercising a high degree of emotional intelligence, leading from a collaborative and inclusive place, demonstrating their ability to be a high level strategic and critical thinker while not needing to be the smartest or loudest person in the room at a moment or even a person who needs validation or credit for a job well done. They're looking for the kind of leaders that can communicate expected outcomes without holding their staff's hand through every step of the path that they would take in order to yield the outcomes and to become the kind of leaders who can resist the urge to have their own ideas be the ones that people work through. Your leadership is looking for bosses or supervisors who can flex their skills and finesse in developing their staff without being in the same room with them or supervising their employees every single move. And instead, you as a supervisor being measured on your ability to identify people's potential, draw it out of them and allowing your employees to demonstrate their potential through their operational and their project work. They're looking for supervisors and bosses that can make sound decisions by assigning employees to do things that are stretch opportunities, making sure, though, that those same employees also possess the past experience, spirit of a learner and willingness to grow and learn in the moment while maintaining their integrity. And your organization is assessing your effectiveness as a boss or supervisor as to how well you utilize the strengths and leverage the areas of improvement needed among your staff and your team in order to yield the desired optimal outcomes from your sphere of responsibility and the organization at large. So I'm going to spend a good amount of time on what the confessions from your employees are, what they wish you knew, but don't worry. When I finish, I'm going to tell your employees what you wish they that they knew. So there are several behaviors, decisions, and even language that supervisors or bosses use that really frustrate direct reports, even if their direct reports themselves are also bosses or supervisors. And there's so many examples of what employees wish that you knew, yet I'm focusing on the broadest perspectives with hopefully such extreme variations that hopefully you find your personal growth opportunity in these examples. So employees really wish you would stop trying to be their friend and instead upgrade your own perspective about yourself as a leader, operate from the separation that should exist between a supervisor and an employee while maintaining a relatable and inviting character and spirit. So no, they really don't want to or feel like following you around the organization, sitting with you at every meeting or event or going out to lunch and happy hours so often that they don't get a chance to connect with other people in their organization or to just have some quiet time in their workday. They wish you would stop coaching them in the moment in a public setting and instead wait for a private moment to provide that real time feedback and coaching. They wish you would actually allow them to do their jobs, even allow them to make mistakes and focus on what they did well, where they might have had an opportunity to do something different. And they need you to move on from the mistakes that they made so they can also move on and grow from those places. 
they wish that when you said they could talk to you and be honest that you actually meant what you said because the moment that they were honest or came to talk with you about something you started judging them speaking negatively and doubtfully about their plans and their desires instead of just being a good human and figuring out a way to provide support and transparent feedback they wish you would get a backbone and stand up for them and, and the team publicly as you do in private when you all in the safety of your team setting or your department or your area. They wish you wouldn't preach to them on how they need to improve on many of the things you yourself need to improve on, but yet aren't demonstrating your work in progress on those areas. They wish you wouldn't act like you know more than they do or more about their subject or domain expertise than they do. When you become removed from the hands on work that you are used to doing when you become a leader, you are supposed to know less about every single detail and instead remain in tune with the overall picture and which and remain in tune with what your specialist should know. And then you hold them accountable for those details. They wish you would offer more of your humanity and less of your boss or supervisor self. They wish you would do something about the office bully, the negative Nancy and the Debbie Downer. They wish you wouldn't let organizational leaders talk to you in a way that's dehumanizing. They wish you would help them think creatively about their opportunities to gain the kind of experience they desire to build their own careers, either within your organization or elsewhere. And they wish you would stop acting like it's a crime or a betrayal to desire a fruitful career, despite how long they might be in your organization or reporting to you. They wish you would elevate as a leader because they can clearly see that you are not respected in the organization or your industry. They wish you would stop being fake with them and show up as your authentic self. They wish you would consider the toxic environment that you perpetuate with your own backbiting, gossip, cynicism, sarcasm, and double-mindedness. They wish you would develop better social and communication skills because your lack of visibility and lack of influence in the organization is actually limiting your employees' ability to experience various opportunities within the organization just simply by their brand association and reporting structure to you. They wish you would stop competing with what you think you know about their personal lives. They wish that they knew that they could tell you rather your false sense of confidence is really a mask of insecurity and inadequacy and they can see it. They wish you were more competent at your job and they are actually in many cases willing to help you become so. But you're too arrogant to admit your deficiencies and you're even more arrogant to accept support from your staff. They wish they could have your job and they think that in their minds they could do everything that you're not doing. They actually also think you're pretty cool, but you want to be in charge so much and at every moment that you don't allow yourself to be a whole person or connect with your staff on just a human level. They can tell you don't value them as people, much less their opinion. So you wonder why they only do what you ask and nothing above that. And when you try to engage them in superficial small talk, they don't give you enough to go on to keep a conversation going. You don't recognize what they value. So you do things like make a big deal about their success when they do not want public acknowledgement. You tell other people things that were supposed to be confidential. They caught you in a lie. And because they value integrity and humanity above your brilliance or the fact that you signed their performance reviews, you kill the relationship capital. You don't keep your word. You don't show up for them. You don't open doors for them. You don't coach them to excellence. So you're literally like a peer or a colleague who happens to approve their time and vacation requests and then send them their annual performance reviews that you have them right. Your honesty is what they seek above all else. And you don't seem to have an ounce of honesty in you. 
They don't appreciate how you disrespect the organization, its leadership and its members, and they despise being connected to you via their reporting structure. So now that I've confessed a variation of truths from your employees, it's time for me to support employee growth and development for the employees who share the truths about what they wish you as your boss knew, as their boss knew. So, you know, I'm about truth from every perspective and I hold myself accountable to the truth as much as I hold you accountable. And if you've been listening to the podcast, what I'm about to say is not going to co-sign on the truths about your bosses. Instead, I'm about to help you get to work on you. So. If you wanted me to record a boss bashing episode that you could share with all your office bullies, the mean girls and the mad men, you know, the transformation podcast is about getting your life together. That kind of development, not keeping you in a place living below your God given grace to be amazing. And, you know, I'm going to basically tell you, become what you think your boss lacks, become the MVP kind of butler and coach to help them level up. So if you need to, you can stop listening now. As I set you up as for what I'm getting ready to say, but for those who are really about becoming the next best version of you and helping everyone win, including your boss, keep listening. So first of all, I'm asking you, so what? Like, so what that your boss is a coward, a bully, incompetent, maybe not being their best selves or won't transform into the leader that he or she could become. Let me encourage you right now. Stop being so self-righteous. And stop whining and complaining about what your boss doesn't do in support of you, the team, or whatever else. But instead, ask yourself, what impact is it really having? And what are you doing to develop your own coaching skills to support everyone impacted, to support your boss? What kind of butler are you, really? What kind of next-level MVP kind of leader or superstar are you? One or one of all the truths I mentioned about your boss and then take your take it and make it the greatest testimony on how you can open doors, hold doors open, clear the path and remove obstacles for them. Throw your boss and your team a no look pass or alley oop to help them meet the needs of the team, the department, the division and the organization. What kind of point guard are you? Are you the kind who wants to ball hog and never partner with your teammates or your coaches to help them see opportunities for you all to level up? Are you the kind of team player who examines the overall impact of behaviors, language, decisions your boss makes? And are you developing the kind of relationship capital that we just learned about to get your boss gracious yet honest feedback from those on his or her level or above? Or better yet, have you built the kind of relationship capital with your boss to be able to give feedback and coaching without them feeling like you're overstepping or teaching them something? What are you doing to make up for what they lack without coveting their jobs or trying to outshine them? What are they doing that you think is limiting your ability to exercise your power and your authority over your own work, your career and your influence in your organization? So obviously, I couldn't drop this episode as early as some people had asked me to because you had to get this tough love on the character development from the high value series. I had to also set you up with what's really holding you back episodes, the coaching and feedback episodes. And I also had to help you understand what relationship capital is really all about. Then I had to help you get this point on becoming the butler kind of leader, because now you actually possess all of the tools really to make a change effective immediately. So stop your moaning, your whining your childish temper tantrums boss up yourselves and become the kind of leader that leads leaders I do this every day having done it for almost 10 years and have never ever missed a beat when it comes to getting the best from leaders despite their shortcomings and despite my own shortcomings I mean I've been called a bully more than once in the same organization 
So I had to check my grace and authority and balance the two and to also discern when that kind of feedback is simply coming as a deflection from the same person telling me why they can never meet the project deadlines as compared to for real moments where I need to adjust my approach. But my point is we can all improve on something. Bosses and supervisors are not exempt. They are not perfect. Neither are you or neither am I. And I encourage you to lay down that self-righteous, holier-than-thou posture and get to work on figuring out how can you serve them? What kind of butler are you going to be tomorrow when you go into the office? And even if they've personally hurt your feelings, it's your opportunity to level up and grow from that place. I've had many a day, especially leading projects where I was so disgusted and disappointed by people's behaviors and treatment of other people. Yet I couldn't get into this like don't like mindset and let that change my servant leadership style. And instead, I had to figure out how to manage to this reality, especially when some executives or leaders would tear down the very people I'm trying to get and they are trying to get project and change work done through. So I spent a lot of time building people up from very awful experiences. In other cases, I've been given and false promises and since I value integrity above all else I really despise being lied to for example I can handle the real but people not everyone can handle being real or saying no or this is not the direction that we're gonna go so simply operating from a place of truth can go a long way in terms of respect and credibility so I hope that you get the support that you need to return to your workplace, level up in your own coaching, your feedback, your communication and butler style leadership and grow from a victim perspective to a winner's perspective. And doing so might mean you need to lean a little bit more on your wealth team. Talk out particular challenges that you might be facing with a trusted friend or a colleague. And if you need some support from me on a particular topic, send me an email. I'll add my email address to the show notes and I'll help you walk it through. And we can discuss your situation because I'm telling you, winners who win aren't sitting on the bench complaining about the coach, upper management, the all-star players who get in all the game time. Winners who win make the incremental changes in their perspective, their performance, and their conversation. And they make a commitment to get in the game of their careers and their business. So... That's all I have for today's help. Please fix my boss episode. I hope that you know I care deeply about your success. And if you haven't concluded by now, I am coaching you on much of what other people just will not tell you, but they wish that you knew. Yeah, if I had someone to tell me some of the truths that we're learning on the Transformation Podcast, I would have developed so much sooner in some areas and would have cultivated, for example, these coaching skills that I'm coaching you on and encouraging you to have. I would have done so much earlier in my career. So as a reminder, in the next episode, help, I'm the boss that needs fixing. I'm going to love on the bosses out there who need to grow from the feedback that I shared on behalf of your employees to support your efforts to win in your career and in business. I'll also remind you all to get all caught up on the episodes before next week as the month of March, we're going to move fast. There's a ton of skill and leadership development to come in that month, and I cannot wait to support your growth and development. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As a reminder, the Transformation Podcast is focused on holistic development in the areas of personal, professional, leadership, organizational, and spiritual growth. And our coaching and training, should you choose to apply it and not be in your feelings, is guaranteed to upgrade your life. To learn more about K Green and Company, you can visit our website at www.kgreenpcms.com and I will add the link to the show notes. So that's it, y'all. Keep listening. And if you think you want real gems for success in life, in your career, and in business, subscribe to the Transformation Podcast and get your upgrade every week. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank y'all.